Welcome to the Crosstower Market Color Call. It's Monday, November 1st. Uh, I'm Martin Gaspar, research analyst, and with me is Chad Steinglass, our trader. Chad, how is the market looking this morning? Good morning, Martin. Uh, we're starting off November um, with equity markets uh, firmly strong. We're seeing new all-time highs across the board in you know S and P and uh, Nasdaq. Uh, strong performance from Tesla, still uh, with a ton of uh, momentum. Um, seeing a little bit of some weak data out of uh, out of Europe still and out of China, uh, it's giving some strength to the dollar. So we're seeing um, you know a little bit of a rebound in the dollar still off of its its highs from uh, September, but uh, but a strong dollar and strong U.S. equities. Uh, it's been choppy market in crypto. Um, we saw a, lot, a bit of strength from altcoins, but uh, Bitcoin was faltering a bit towards the end of the month uh, in October after making some all-time highs. Uh, same with Ether. They kind of traded choppy over the weekend. There's a lot of anticipation about how October was going to close. Um, the October closed, you know, late last night. Uh, not quite as strong as the bulls really hoped for in both BTC and ETH, but still overall an, an incredible month for October. Um, and so it's uh, even if it wasn't quite at exactly the levels that people were looking for, it's undeniable that that um, you know October was a was a very good month for crypto. And there's some some excitement uh, about November. So we'll see uh, we'll see how November starts. Uh, U.S. equity markets open in about an hour, and. Uh, See if uh, see if we can continue the strength. Back to you. Thanks, Chad. Turning to the crypto front, Tron founder Justin Sun has withdrawn billions dollars worth of crypto from Aave's lending pools, according to blockchain data. This has removed a significant amount of liquidity from the platform, leading to higher interest rates, with stablecoin yields going as high as 50% on Friday. Your founder, Andre Cronier, tweeted earlier Friday that Aave was vulnerable to the same exploit as the one that impacted Cream Finance on Wednesday, which resulted in the theft of $130 million worth of tokens. Aave claimed that it ran simulations that showed any attackers trying this exploit would end up losing money. Despite this, Abe highlighted a proposal that has been made to disable functions related to X sushi as a precautionary measure. And Abe token holders were able to vote on the proposal through its governance platform, which looks like it is set to pass overwhelmingly. Also, uh, late last week, a newly launched crypto project, Anubis DAO, raised 60 million, but appears to have lost all of the funds. The project was first announced on October 28th with the launch of a Discord server and Twitter account. And despite the lack of a website, investors still put in $60 million worth of ETH into the token sale. Around 20 hours into the sale, all the liquidity in the pool was removed and sent to a different address. A researcher at the block found the Twitter account since deleted that was connected to the wallet that received the funds. And this turned out was owned by one of the six pseudonyms pseudonymous founding members of Anubis DAO. Um, and this user claimed to have opened a malicious link from a PDF and exposed the private keys used uh, for the liquidity bootstrapping pool launch. Um, so the project claims to have engaged both the US and Hong Kong police, which are investigating the situation with the user filing a report and handing over one computer over to the Hong Kong police. So um, yeah, it seems like a, a project launch gone bad there. 
Other news on the Twitter front, um, kind of as Chad alluded to, you know, a lot of people were looking at uh, Bitcoin's monthly close last night. Um, you know, there was some exuberance with people, you know, being really excited that this was the highest ever monthly close for Bitcoin, especially with it above 60,000. Um, you know, although some disappointment that we didn't close above Plan B stock to flow model, which called for an October close of above 63,000. Also seen a lot, a lot of posts now of, uh, you know, people discussing the high gas fees on ETH. You know, this is something we saw back in the bull run in Q1. Um, so, Others are saying it's, you know, the expensive fees make sense because it shows just how much value ETH is accruing and the dominance relative to other blockchains. And according to CryptoFees.info, users have been paying the equivalent of around 65 million in fees daily to use the Ethereum blockchain. So interesting stats there. Other news in, uh, in the crypto sector, Digital Currency Group has raised 700 million in an investment round, the second in the crypto sector. Um, the funding round valued the company at 10 billion and was led by SoftBank Group's uh, Vision 2 Fund and its Latin America Fund. The company CEO stated that the investment round was not about raising capital for the company, but was an opportunity for some early investors to exit and take profits with no shareholders exiting completely. NIDIG also acquired British payment startup BottlePay last week. NIDIG will pay for the company in shares, and the deal is worth 280 to 300 million, which is equivalent to 3% of NIDIG shares, according to the block. On the mining front, Hive Blockchain Technologies ordered another 6,500 Avalon Bitcoin mining machines from manufacturer Canon. The latest purchase will push Hive's mining capacity to three exahash per second by March 2022, with the company currently having around 1.2 exahash per second. Bitcoin miner Rhodium Enterprises intends to become a publicly traded company, according to a filing with the US SEC, in which it outlined plans to raise up to 100 million. The filing showed that the miner generated approximately 50 million in revenue with a net income of nearly 15 million during the six months ended June 30th. Rhodium plans to use its liquid cooling technology to mine Bitcoin's cost effectively. And it said the technology extends the mechanical life of its Bitcoin miners by 30% to 50%. And it plans to have 2.7 exahash per second by the end of this year, as well um, as plans to launch a second Texas mining based facility by April 2022. And in other news, Amazon Web Services, or AWS, wants to hire a financial services specialist to work with global financial institutions and fintechs to transform the way they transact digital assets, including tokens, CBDCs, security-backed tokens, asset-backed tokens, and NFTs from price discovery to execution, settlement, and custody. Uh, and currently, both AWS and IBM are tailoring their infrastructure to crypto transaction processing and custody. Um, so it looks like more corporate adoption of crypto there. And finally, Australian funds have begun to apply for Bitcoin-based spot ETFs. Australia's regulators have acknowledged the interest and demand for a BTC-based um, exchange-traded fund and other investment products and have stated one requirement is for funds to appoint a Bitcoin custodial expert who is required to ensure crypto assets are, help, are held in safe and secure custody. That's all the crypto market news we have for you this morning. 
Thank you for your listeners for tuning in and check out crosstower.com for more market updates. Thanks for listening.